This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the premiere episode of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Geek Boner! We got a new Guardians of the Galaxy video game trailer released at E3. Our first trailer for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelations on Netflix is out. More details about the cancellation of Jupiter's Legacy. Harrison Ford back on set in the Indiana Jones outfit and a whole bunch more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, June 13th, 2021. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember, Batman's got your back. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, hello, what's up, listener? How's it going? And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, we pull them straight. And we'll peep you next time. We'll peep you next time. See you later. Oh, but no, you're jumping <laughs> to the end again. Whoa, oh, that's geez. a Pavlovian trigger for oh. me. Uh, no, the show's just started because joining us as a guy we pulled from 1994. It is an unregistered time variant rug boy. What's up, rugs? The other version of me is on vacation right now and drinking booze. Is that why you're here? He called you in as a substitute. How's the 1994 treating you? Uh, it, it's good. You can still say shit. You can still fucking be an asshole and no one <laughs> oh, cares. The good old days. I kind of <laughs> wish I could go back to that. It's my time. My kind of time. I could not be more jealous of time. Variant rug boy. Yeah. Uh, Check it me. out. Come back. Come back with me. 1994. Anthony, would you want to go back to 1994? You were a wee lad. Six or seven years old. Okay, Maybe that's um, a little too young. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to go back <laughs> to 94. I, I, not that I had a problem with it. Just don't. Don't really have a great recollection of it. I go back to the early nineties, no problem. That's what I met you, Imran. Yes, let's do would, it. Would again. you go back to ninety four? But would you have the brain you have now? Oh man, no! I no. I'd be an asshole. I would be the wet blanket then. Like, <laughs> what I'm yes. saying is, like, when you get transported, do you have the knowledge you have now? Like, yeah. I'd be transported into my six year old body. Yeah, that would be weird. I don't. It would depend on the time uh, machine protocol. Like you guys are probably adults. Yes, like, that's I'm the a... thing. It's like I'll put myself in my young adult self in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, we're like early 20s at early that 20s, point. Early 20s, late teens. Yeah, the, my dif- there's a huge difference yeah, for me. a little bit. A little bit, so. I can finally look down and see my dick again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like the one I was skinny. Yes. Yeah. Give me that I'd be like machine. wanting to go after girls that were twice more than twice my age and all i could attract were like other six-year-olds it's just like anakin and padme it's fine it's the yeah. star wars it plays in star wars it plays in real life. they'd be like why is that little six-year-old so aggressive wow what's going on <laughs> he's hitting he's really good why though the he's hell got- are we wasting time on addition the fuck and subtraction <laughs> that six-year-old's got game girls come come check it out <laughs> Uh, anyways, that none of that's ever going to happen because we don't have time machines, but we do have geek news to get to. Let's do it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Science fiction. Uh, you guys, E3 <laughs> 
It's happening right now. The big video game conference in Los Angeles. Were we supposed to go to that a couple of years yes, ago? Yes, we were. Oh, shit. COVID year 2020, March, we had a sponsorship agreement. We were going to have logos there that year, and we were on their web. We were on their website. We were doing live reads. Remember? Yeah. I Jimmy do, McPike yeah. was going to go down and, and record, and he had we had free things. And then that was going to be the took- year we made it. That was we're going to be big. The five year plan finally paid off. We we can always point to that moment and go, if only that happened, we would have we would have hit the next level. We can always like hold on to that when we never hit the next level. Yeah, we, like we would have done it. Like we, we would have for this. We would have been like the fourth podcast <laughs> under Joe Rogan. It would, be like, it would be that, and then it would have been us. Then Joe Rogan, NPR, us. And then yeah. us. I don't know if COVID had anything to do with it because you'll notice they didn't reach out again this year. Uh, unfortunately. Lame. I thought you'd be like, oh, uh, here, let's bonus you some stuff. You guys got screwed last year. Well, they, they actually listen to the show and they're like, yeah, oh, that's probably these guys what? don't talk yeah, about that's, video we, games we, don't, we don't actually talk about video games. <laughs> We've never talked about games. We are going to talk about <laughs> video games now just so I can shove E3 and video game for SEO into the title of the show when this is happening. Square Enix revealed... Square Enix? Square Enix. The company that Isn't brought you... Square Onyx? Uh, no, no. It's Enix. Enix. Oh. Onyx. No, I think Onyx right. is a hip-hop group mm. from the 90s. They did Slam, mm. Throw Your Guns in the Air. Well, and he's right. I don't play video games that much. Square so Enix, who gave us the Marvel's Avengers game that just came out last year, and they did all... Floppy the- job. Yeah, that... They- <laughs> Floppy That's job. what happened with that one. They do all the Final Fantasy games, which are very popular. Those are great, yes. Those are popular. They revealed their Guardians of the Galaxy Geek Boner video game will be released on October 26th this year, later this year on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S and PC. And there is a trailer and 10 minutes of gameplay. You can watch a couple of details about this game. It is a single player story driven third person action adventure you can only play as peter quill oh shit what the other characters are there to help you but peter quill is your only playable he's like the worst character, character of everyone kind of is having said <laughs> that you guys watch this trailer give me your comments rugs you're a video games guy it looks fun it looks fun. It just sucks that I didn't know that you could only be Peter Quill. Yeah. I'd like to be Gamora, but yeah. like whatever. Or Rocket or Groot. Like how much fun can you have with their yeah. powers? Or at least be able to trade off with them for levels and stuff. But whatever. That's a little disappointing. But like other than that, it looks fucking amazing. Looks funny. Looks looks uh like it's a hoot. They got the voice cast, but I don't think they have Chris Pratt. That he's no. right? Anthony, what do no. you think? You saw you could hear the other voice cast, but I, I- I don't think they had anyone from. Them. Yeah, so- I agree. No, really? I, I don't think it they have anyone like them. Oh. No, I think there's they have people doing impersonations. Oh, they're or they're trying best. to sound like them. Okay, they fooled come me. Come on, Amron. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. They fooled me. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the video game guy. It, it looks good enough. the The one thing I I would say is it, that they're definitely trying to ape, you know, the the tone and the style of Guardians. Yeah, the movies. So for me, it was a little. This little jarring that like they don't have the voices, yeah. which obviously would have been really expensive. Yeah. But then even the characters don't look like the characters from the movie. Like Chris Pratt, that doesn't look like Chris Pratt. No. It's not Chris That's Pratt. That's like the Avengers game had the same thing. You were like, this is they look like. So weird. it's just a little. It's a little. You know, the 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 mainstream has been permeated with what Guardians mm-hmm. look like and sound like, and the video game doesn't look. I mean, it looks similar, but it's like off. You know, so. 
that that's just one thing that pointed was I that I noticed. Groot and Rocket could look exactly like themselves, you know, but it's the people with like human human yeah, faces. Uh, the problem is, is when you're doing a design show, you have to like overly design it away from the show or the the movie, so it doesn't like. When you get a Batman game like Arkham Asylum, you don't think to compare it to like Christian Bale. No. Right. It's like it's far enough. It's a, it's a brand enough apart where you're like, OK, they don't have to be the same. So they should do that when they do these games as well. But they don't they're kind of kind of latching onto that audience too much. They're like, yeah, Marvel, anything Marvel property is like sucking the tit of like whatever Kevin Feige does. So they don't want it to look exactly like the characters from the movies because then it's just them always. It don't always look like them. So they like want to have different permutations of it, but then they're using the same costumes and the same music tone. Yeah. Make it kind so of just a little, it like just makes it a little, it's odd off. It is yeah. off. It is off. Uh, it looks like a fun, like guardians movie playing through this guardians movie. They also square Enix also showcased uh, the black Panther war for Wakanda expansion to the Marvel's Avengers game. Which you will get for free if you have the Marvel Avengers game, which I still Boy, have that game. You have that. I still have not played that. And I kind of like I don't even want to play that. I have it. I played it. And then I got tired of it. It was boring. And then I stopped playing. it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if uh, they can hit this one out of the park, because that was a big I feel like that was a big buzzworthy <laughs> game. And it kind of flopped. Game design is something that if you don't have like the novelty of like a game will wear off about like three or four hours in. And if you, if you make a good game, you'll want to keep going past that three or four hours. And some games can't do that. Then Avengers did not do that. So uh, hopefully they've, they figured out whatever went wrong with Avengers and either fix it for this black Panthers thing <laughs> or otherwise why play it? It's going to be boring as fuck. Uh, I, there was another trailer. I didn't put it in here. It was for this uh, pay, uh, avatar game like frontiers of pandora oh shit i didn't see that either mm. that one looked fucking gorgeous and there was no uh gameplay it was all like uh cutscene, but it looked like a fucking dope avatar movie and all the different creatures uh and you have different creatures in this in this game too all the different crazy monsters so e3 putting out some interesting things listener let us know are you excited for guardians of the galaxy video game join the facebook group it's called jock and nerd nation there's over there's over 400 people in there and we're all cool and we're all geeky and we all hang out and chop it up if you like to chop it up online with geeky things that's where you go exclusive closed group here is another trailer i wanted to get your guys reaction to uh we talked about the masters of the universe revelation kevin smith's uh, animated reboot coming to netflix they put out the first official teaser trailer and it shows you a lot of exciting animation. Anthony, I know you're not the He-Man age range or guy, and we forced you to watch that shitty movie. Let me get your take on this first. I just want to know. Well, for what it's worth, yeah. I never did watch that movie. Oh, you did? You weren't, you weren't even in I that fucking episode, you motherfucker. <laughs> so I've still never seen that fucking oh, movie. Okay, so. Seen Street Trash, though. You did uh, see Street Trash. Oh, that is that needs to be seen. <laughs> yes. Um, what did I think of this trailer? Yeah, cold I mean, reaction. It looks fine. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really have an opinion on it either way because I don't really analyze unless it's noticeable. The animation, yeah, the animation looks like just as good as like anything that DC puts out yeah. in Marvel. Yeah, and then 
Master of the Universe, it's just like some kid that turns into a, uh, like Shazam's and turns into a master of the universe. Yeah, just hulks out, gets buffed. There's a guy with a skull. Yeah. That's all I got. Skull goes up and down when he talks. No Maybe lips. this is good. Maybe it's not. I'd be more curious to hear what you guys got because I have added nothing to this. Well, Rugs, I want to ask you what you think because anything, what you're seeing here is like a faithful adaptation of the toys, the costumes from that 80s show. It brought back a lot of Geek Boner. Geek Boner! For me, reminded me of the toys. It seems to have the energy of a Saturday morning cartoon. Rugs, what did you think when you watched this? When you were a kid and you got the He-Man action figures, it came with a comic book. Yep. And the comic book was like Conan the Barbarian meets like sci-fi combined. And it had like a little mystical magic and shit. Um... So then the cartoon comes out and the cartoon was like made uh, to be like a, co- a comedy and it was like uh, you know, supposed to, they rounded off all the rough edges and all the kind of violent stuff that like the, the this kind of comic book. Because it was like Conan the Barbarian was like the movie that probably influenced these figures. Comic book was really good, too. And it was dope. It just it was a comic book. It had that sense of it wasn't kitty. Right. Even though it was made for kids. And then this show was very kiddie. Well, didn't the show have a lesson at the end? And, yeah, all the like time? a horrible story yeah. at the end and everything yeah. like that. And it wasn't like really. So they, they basically like neutered it down and whatever. And so I never really like loved the show. Um, there's people who love the show because it's campy, because it's yeah. wacky, because. But I always love those comic books and the figures. So I and then um there was Masters of the Universe comics of course and then there was uh there was that reboot that they did in the 2000s 2002 reboot which you can watch on YouTube which I went back to watch a little bit of to see like what it looks like now It's badass it's, it's still, still bad It's very good and it's its own take on these same characters but they changed the outfit a little bit this is like straight from the 80s right. show So that version took like uh it went back to like the comics and kind of tried yeah. to make make that a reality, like that tone. Um, this seems like a, a there, it's a kind of a marriage of the two. Ah. So it seems like that Kevin Smith is trying to draw on the comics and like the campy uh, thing, but trying to do it. He says it, metal in quotes. Now, there's been a lot of controversy because they say that all of this cool, badass stuff that you see in the trailer is only from like the first episode. And then He-Man oh. disappears for the rest of the show. And it's oh, all no. about Tila. And it's what? Masters of the Universe revelation. So what's the revelation going to be that about Tila? The, the, hmm. the true He-Man was really Tila or or that's what the rumors that are probably oh, not boy. true saying online. But whatever it is, I hope that it's not. He-Man, like, because you've been waiting to see this He-Man show. Yeah, don't sideline He-Man and right away. And, you and you, like, just like when I'm, I've been watching the new Godzilla Singular Point uh, animation that came out from Toho and and Polygon or whoever's making it. Like, Godzilla's literally in like maybe in the whole entire show, maybe like seven minutes, and most of the time he's surrounded in red mist and you can barely even see him. Boo. Or it's like you don't really get to see him do much. So it's like we're watching episodes and episodes and episodes and the main character is not there and it just sucks so while i love tila and i think that she's a badass character i think that the to to kind of sideline he-man to make her more interesting doesn't really go hey this character's strong it's like you got to take away the main character to beef up this character that's that seems like a weak move so i hope kevin doesn't do that and i hope that it's it, it's kind of like like the comics were that came with the sh- the figures and not like 
some other bullshit that they're trying to do. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm somewhat like worried about this, mm. but like hopefully it, I'm worried for nothing. So let's see what happens. I mean, you got Beast Man, you got like the man at arms. Like those teams. designs look great. Yeah. Everything the on animation screen looks great. great. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll have to see if the He-Man is sidelined. It has an amazing voice cast also. Mark Hamill. Sarah Michelle Geller is Sila. Lena Hetty as Eva Lynn. Right. Alicia Silverstone, Kevin Conroy. Uh, they got the original Skeletor in here. So yeah, July 23rd, part one drops. We will see what this is. If you notice, here's the funny thing about both of these trailers, guys. They both, so the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out today. This one came out earlier, a few days ago. They both used the same I Need a Hero Bonnie Taylor song from Footloose. Oh, shit. Hmm, right. I, very original there, everyone. Good job picking music <laughs> that's unfortunate for, for both trailers of them. yes for both of them for both of them it's just a cheesy pick to have i need a hero i mean come on come on really I, and that's that song was in also shrek and short circuit oh it's in everything fucking i need a hero <laughs> is in every fucking song let's move on i got some news about this she hulk disney plus show that she hulk does not come out till next year uh they did confirm mark ruffalo is going to be in the show as hulk because there was a photo of him with dots on his face, meaning there he and remember Hulk's arm is all fucked up from uh, doing the one snap. So right. I, I think it'll still be fucked up. We'll see if he's smart Hulk, Professor Hulk still as you regressed. I don't know. But they've added Jamila Jamil, who was on The Good Place as Titania, the villain. Oh, shit. On the show and Titania. Great strong giant woman character what do you know about titania rugs you know anything about titania uh i don't know i mean she was a wrestler that's all i know i think and uh she had powers uh yeah big definitely enough to formidable to go up against she hulk but another great uh representation pick and casting jamila jamil is english born but she is of south asian descent her father is indian mother is pakistani and she is oh you're gonna really love her she's very attractive so and she's very tall and uh the good place was apparently her first show and she was pretty pretty funny in that so we're gonna get titania and then there's a rumor claiming uh hulk's son scar oh shit might appear in the disney plus series Hmm. who's hulk fucking well when could this have happened if you've read the comics planet hulk storyline which they kind of did Thor Ragnarok. Sort of. They didn't do the Planet Hulk. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. They they didn't show that. But he was on. He was on Planet Hulk. I guess. Yeah. You know, in in a way. Uh, yeah. He and was there then, for a while. We didn't know what the fuck he was doing up there. Who he and was fucking he, hanging he out with. He fucks a girl, and they have a kid. Yeah. And then the the, the girl then has that planet gets blown up, and everybody dies. <laughs> right. And that's why World War Hulk happens. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, he's he, so pissed off, he that comes his back and he, yeah. So the, he's the the son, the uh, from that from that uh, little sex that he had up there, Sak- Sakar. <laughs> that little sex. Yeah. In the comic, it's a child with an alien called Kyra. Sakar was his name, and then he gets pissed at, at Hulk because he thinks he abandoned him, and uh, they got a falling out. But we don't know what he was doing on Thor Ragnarok, so this could be interesting if they introduce a Hulk son in this Disney Plus show. I want to see. General, Ross. I want to see Betty Ross come back. What about Betty Ross? Is she ever going to come back? Jennifer Connelly? Uh, sure. 
That one or Liv Tyler, whichever. Oh, it was Liv Tyler. Right, right, right. Liv Tyler was. They were, the, but they were, but they were yeah. The canon one is Liv Tyler. Jennifer Connelly was the out of canon one. Right. Uh, but does this give you geek boner for this show? Geek I'm kind of uh, excited for this show. It's going to be weird. I can't wait to see something. <laughs> what is you Tatiana know? Maslany going to look like? Are they going to CGI her into? Yeah, I want to know what they do. How is it going to look? Is it going to look? I'm, 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 I'm more. I'm curious about that too. About how how much CGI they're going to use in the show? Because if they do it the way they do Ruffalo, it's her face on a CGI body double, right? Right. That's how they would do it. So we'd have to see said photos if she's got dots on her face. She it's a kind of the same. She's a fantastic actress, Orphan Black. She killed it on Orphan Black playing clones of herself. She's really good. So I'm excited for She-Hulk. And now that we have Jamila Jamil. How many female CG characters are there? They're all going to be female CG, right? What do you mean? On this show. There's only two. Well, whenever I think about CG female characters, I always uh, think about the video game Dead or Alive. Oh, where, where they have is that like, the beach volleyball? Yeah, where they have uh, like seeing uh, yeah. where they have to like use physics to make the boobs bounce in a natural way, but they never can figure it out. So it, they always look weird. Is that the <laughs> movie that Jamie Presley was in? Yeah. Oh, they did do a really bad movie of that, didn't they? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Listen, you want to learn about <laughs> you want to learn about physics? You play Dead or Alive. That's physics. Yeah. That's science. That boob bounce rate is pretty accurate. No, it's not. No, it's not? Okay. It's like, I mean, with helium or something. <laughs> like to early Tomb Raider. Yeah. It's just yeah. ridiculous. It's like so distracting. You can't even play the game. But yeah, I'm just wondering if I'm going to figure that out. Because you don't really see like full female CG characters. No, you don't. Uh, except think, for, yeah. I mean, uh, what's uh, what was that? Alita Battle Angel? Alita, yeah. That was the one I was thinking of too. Alita. That Battle. one's very yeah. good too. They did a great yeah. job with her. Very expressive and like you believed that she was a character and then when you think that yeah she's not even there that's not even a real thing you're like what the fuck yeah but i think the fact that it's a cyborg then yeah it's, it, right it's, it's a little bit more rigid so it's okay yeah and that little uncanny valley actually kind of helped it in in that movie her be her own thing in this world anyways that's a different movie. she helped well, well, i'm sure they'll they'll not explain why hulk can get big and his shirt rips off not his pants but right she hulks none of her clothes will rip off she she gets big and she's still wearing a power suit you know to right. get to court because she's got a case she's to the, she thinks ahead and wears spandex yeah. all right that stretches i have stretchy <laughs> well women do think ahead, yes. stretchy or maybe like wear. bruce just like hooks her up like look, get here put this on you're gonna need well this. that's the thing he could come <laughs> up with some crazy fabric technology and all sorts of that's shit true. now once if he's but where has she been this whole time we'll find out i mean they can do anything now in the marvel universe all bets are off, and we'll talk about why. Loki is part of it. Moving on, fellas, this Jupiter's Legacy Netflix Miller World story uh, gets more fascinating every week. I know we've talked. We didn't even review the show. We've talked about this show several weeks in a row. Catch you up on the story. The adaptation of Mark Miller's Jupiter's Legacy released Netflix May 7th, canceled June 2nd. Oh, shit. More details have come out, and this is kind of some interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. So... The series apparently plagued with issues from the start. Stephen DeKnight wanted $12 million per episode. Netflix gave him $9 million. That's all they could afford, okay? Hmm. Uh, it wasn't long into shooting. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the show found itself over budget, running behind. Stephen S. DeKnight is a guy who likes to speak his mind. There was creative differences, clashes with Netflix. They shut down the production halfway through the eight-episode shoot. He was replaced, Stephen S. Knight replaced by Sang Q Kim, who then retooled 
The first batch of episodes, okay? Uh, messy. It's getting messier. Hmm. Now, speaking of the Hulk movies, they reached out to Louis Leterrier. Leterrier. How do you say his name? Louis? Louis Leterrier. He, uh, Louis Leterrier. He's also yeah. worked on Netflix's Dark Crystal and Lupin series, and then he uh, he directed that, right? That Hulk movie with... Uh, he yeah. did the uh, Ed Norton. Hulk, yes. Yeah. Yep. So they reached out to him at the 11th hour as a consultant, but it was too late to save the show. Then, it's not, that wasn't bad enough, Netflix itself, corporate Netflix, underwent an executive shuffle. The person who greenlit Jupiter's legacy, VP original content, Cindy Holland, and her two original executive overseers exit the company. Now, when this happens, all the projects that these VPs left Go unless it's a hit. This uh, one insider from Jupiter's Legacy said, "Unless the project is a hit, the show immediately gets under scrutiny, falls under the microscope, which may have been does another strike." Now, a lot of people thought it, they got axed because the ratings were low, but apparently, a day after the cancellation, Nielsen showed Jupiter's Legacy atop its streaming chart, generating 696 million minutes of view time. In the week of May 3rd through 9th, which was better than Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale and stuff from Netflix, Hulu and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. And in fact, I think it's it was trending and people are maybe now going to watch it. So do you think they they prematurely canceled it or they just canceled it because it was too expensive and they didn't have somebody who could steer the show properly? I think it was those two things. And we talked about it, it was the wrong guy. And he was he was asking. So they spent to it was one hundred and thirty to two hundred million. Uh, and it still looked. So I was cheap. right. Stephen S. Knight just it was was in over his head. He was replaced. Yeah, he he well, he screwed up Pacific Rim Uprising. He was good with Daredevil, but I said Daredevil's a hand-to-hand combat show, and it's a little bit more grounded, and this is a little bit more, like, you know, above his pay grade, I think, to make these things work, and the cast is too big, too hard to control, and I feel like it got away from him, but yeah, yeah, they just didn't have the right kind of showrunner. Uh, I think Mark Millar is in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's never done this either, so... They're, I think they're playing it safe because this show is expensive. It's interesting to see how it's not always a sure thing, even though. But people watched it. That's the whole fucking thing. Yeah, a lot That's, of people watched it. Like, you, wouldn't you gamble and go, listen, we got people tuned in, and now we're not going to give them a, a sequel to this or, like, a continuation Especially of this? to leave it hanging where it did. Anthony, I know you only watched the first episode, but uh, this is no way to run a TV show, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there was your classic too many cooks in the kitchen. They didn't really like what they had on at hand with Steven S. Tonight. And I don't understand why they um, like what what the rush was. Like, yeah. Why did they need to release if they knew they had a mess and it's streaming? I mean, unless there's like something in the contract where they needed to have it out by a certain point. Why not just delay it? You own the content. You, It's not like a theater. Well, what do you think about this whole thing that it being so watched? Like, like they're like, oh, there's definitely an audience here, but why would you like? Maybe it doesn't correlate to what they're spending. The, I mean, it, it, it's, it's saying it got like this crazy a streaming rating. Well, I remember you saying when it came out, or I think it was someone was saying, maybe it was you or, or not Rugs, uh, Imran. Yeah. That it was like trending on oh, Twitter. It was, or the, it was the top ten trending in the Netflix thing for a while. And so, if they got the ratings, yeah. first off, I don't understand why they got the ratings, but people may have been just starved for content and it looked good. Why not 
why get rid of it? Why pull the plug? Well, out you it? know what saves? That's weird. Why? What saves a show at Netflix? Even trending shows it got really X. bad reviews, but uh, I think, but still, people stuck with it and watched a lot of it. So I, there's arguably worse shit on Netflix that they're putting out. So it's it is alarming, but it's I mean it's costly. So I think making sure. a second season. Uh, they were like, no, but yeah, the, the giving it a month and announcing we're canceling this right away. Let's move on to the next thing. That's crazy. But that's uh, maybe, the only world. thing I can think of is be, you know, that point that you made. You said that it's expensive yeah. and maybe because of the bad reviews, they're going to invest all this money and it people won't return for it. And the corporate shit like the green, the personal green lit had left. So they're like, fuck this. That's this thing is a, as a bomb. Let's move on. Uh, wow. But just bad luck all around. What do you think about their choice for this to be the? Because I'm not familiar with Malar World. This to be the first, like the Trojan this is a horse bad from idea. Malar World. Like they should have gone with something else. Yes, it is. It is a good story. It mm. is, but it, as Imran kind of made it, I didn't realize this last week when we we're talking about this. But it is a lot like Invincible. Yeah, it's just because too it is about like uh, the main hero getting killed off, and then the legacy of the heroes having to rise to like fight the bad guy and all that stuff. So it is kind of, you know, tangentially like invincible, but it is good. And I think they just should have waited on this because it's just the, the market was too oversaturated. They had other things that they could have probably carved out their own niche with that is not as close to this other stuff. So, uh, there's lots to get in Miller world. They have a lot of things. They have Empress, they have, uh, Starlight, and they have uh, all these other things that are interesting. He literally writes things ready to be adapted. You know, this is he's writing these comics with that intention. Super Crooks, Chrononauts, because they're he, short, and you can so tell. Many things. Yeah, you can tell he's just making this to pitch it for a movie, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's a smart move, and he's made a lot of a lot of these books have jumped to movies. So, uh, listener. Show your love for the Jock and Nerd podcast by wearing a t-shirt. Buy some swag. Visit our tea public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. There's sales all the time, and there's fun saying shirts and logos, and you can have Rugboy all over your face and chest. Who doesn't want that? With a mask. Uh-huh. Have, oh, with a mask. Me. Not literally. Jockandnerd.com slash shop. Head there now. Last thing in the news, you guys. I have to bring this up. We talked about Phoebe Waller-Cates joining the cast of Indiana Jones 5, which is a thing. Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Bridge, not Cates. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Cates. Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Cates is- oh, Phoebe Cates. Yeah. But Indiana Jones 5 oh, is a thing that's still happening. They add, added Mads Mikkelsen to the cast, and they are shooting it, meaning there are now set photos of Harrison Ford 10 years after playing the character the last time back in the Indiana Jones outfit and i've put the photos in here to look at because there's something off about a 78 year old man wearing the indiana jones clothes that he wore like when he was in his 40s and he's still wearing the same clothes as this character does any of this make sense I don't know. What do you want him to wear? He needs to be wearing a pair of Merrells. I mean, I think if the character was going to age at some point, he'd be like, I'm going to just wear some more comfortable things. Yeah. It's odd. He he wore the same clothes when he was like young and healthy and he's 78. He's wearing the same clothes. Something seems wrong. I don't know. What? I I think you're overthinking it. Yeah. What do you think of these pictures? Does he look like he's going to be in shape for this, Anthony? 
I mean, he's 78 years old. He well, looks fine how at, old at his would age. He, how old would he be in, because he was how old? He was in the 40s, yeah, right? So, so here's the question. When is it set? When is it set? Because the movies took place in the 30s, 40s. Now, at his age, this movie, I think it would be like the 1970s. However, there are hints that some de-aging shenanigans oh, shit. may be happening, which concerns me even more. Because on one of these photos, this link, if you look, there's dots on his face. So it's going to be like De Niro in The Fucking Irishman. Young face on an old-ass body that can't move around as fast, right? That's a little I actually have over. something to say. I'm looking at his clothes right now. His clothes right now for this Indiana Jones, yeah. they look fine. Okay. That exact, that's exactly how an old man would dress trying to look cool. Trying to look cool. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> he looks fine. That's, this he is looks what exactly I wear. He like his age. Yeah. Old men when, wear trousers and button-down uh, manila sh- uh, shirts and jackets like that. He looks exactly like how old he should but be. But that was also the period of, like, in the, the early movies, the 30s. Like, that's what an adventurer, the swashbuckling adventurer of these 40s serials that they were aping that's yeah, I think we're are. looking into this a little too much. I but think you're looking into it too okay. much. I think he looks. I think it's an iconic look, and he looks fine wearing it now, like he would then. It's just funny that he's Indiana Jones, and he's you know, like eighty years old. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not going to be able, he, if he's out on like a fucking horse and like lassoing oh, people yeah. and like swinging around. Like, okay, then I'll be like, yeah, that he doesn't likes make any doing sense. his own stunts too. So I don't know. He crashed a plane, and you know, a couple years ago, he's a crazy man. Get off the damn plane. Uh, so Get off my damn plane. Some other interesting things people have noticed. There's photos that revealed a Harrison Ford mask being worn by a motorcycle stuntman on a motorcycle. Well, that's that's every, every movie. Okay. A mask, though. Yeah, instead of just using a stunt guy. But they have the black dots on his face make me think they're going to try to smooth some of his uh, wrinkles out there. Wrinkles? Yeah. yeah. And so maybe yeah. he won't be... In his seventies, he'll be Murray Ford. Yeah, he'll be. <laughs> he might be like in his fifties in the movies, which would place the movie like still in the fifties, maybe the sixties. I don't know. I don't when know. was the when with Shia LaBeouf? When where was that set? That uh, the La- Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. There were still Nazis in that one. Uh, yeah, it was still. It wasn't present 50s? time. It was in the fifties, hmm. I believe. Fine, nineteen fifty-seven. It was nine okay. seven nineteen fifty-seven. Okay, so that was nineteen fifty-seven, and uh, so this may be ten years later, and they can slightly de-age him to make him look ten years younger. I don't know. I just hope he doesn't hurt himself. He's seventy-eight years old. He's making, gonna die making, this making movie. Indiana Jones. I just thought it was funny. I don't know. I just the old man wearing the Indiana Jones thing. I, We'll see. <laughs> I just, I'm surprised that Harrison Ford even wants to do this. I know. That's 78 years old. I don't even want to even be able to fucking have to get up to take a shit. I just want to like lay in my bed. I want to have a bed that has a toilet in it. I, I mean, if, if he <laughs> wants to like do one last hurrah and remove the stink of the last movie, maybe that's why. Was it that bad? Well, it's all right. It was all right. But the it's a sad way for that franchise who has first three strong movies to end with that movie. Yeah, maybe it needs, I don't know. Everybody hates that movie, but I don't even remember it being that bad. I just remember like not wanting to watch it again because everybody says it sucks. And I'm like, I don't want to watch it again because it's going to suck. You know, I never got, I mean, I remember seeing some of the Indiana Jones movies as a kid. I I don't really remember watching them all. Yeah, I never got into it. I I need to go back and watch them. Watch the first one over again. And if that doesn't make you want to watch them, then nothing. The first one is really, really good. It's the best one. Raiders. 
Yeah. And then, you know, uh, then, uh, the next one is kind of 80s action. It kind of falls into the 80s. I like, I, I like the one with his dad the, the best. What, that one's great. Uh, what's the, I can't even remember the name of these fucking movies. Sean Connery, yeah. Last Crusade. Best cast of his, of his junior. The, what a great cast as his dad. It was perfect. Uh, but I mean, it's, I remember them fondly like kids. Same thing I was going to say about He-Man. I only like the He-Man I remember as I was watching as a kid, which is why I like the He-Man. You watch that shit now, like you said, Ruggs, it's no good. It's terribly campy. But I love the way, what it reminds me of and how I was into it as a kid. But these movies still hold up. Uh, okay, good stuff. Let's take a break for some quick promos. We're going to come back, talk about the Loki premiere on Disney Plus right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Imran, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, Popo. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we wanted to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at The History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV, I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news. And somehow we have listeners. So they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app. Because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listener, if you enjoy the show, if this bullshit makes you laugh at least once, then you should definitely sign up for our fan club. Please. Yes, over on Patreon, jockandnerd.com. Desperate. Slash Patreon. (laughs) We are are desperate for your money. First of all, thank you to all of our fantastic supporters over there. Continually supporting the show means a lot. But we want more, of course. And if you sign up for as little as $3 a month support, you get access to a bonus RSS feed that has bonus content, pre-shows, post-shows, movie reviews, instant reactions. The shows come out early. Lots of fun stuff for our patron community. Check it out. com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get to this week's review. And now I, I mentioned this before. Uh, people over at Marvel and Disney kind of fucked our schedule here. Yeah, motherfuckers. Uh, because the day this show posts, we're talking about the first episode of Loki. You have probably already watched the second episode. Lame. Sorry about that. Not funny. It's not funny. Not funny. But hey, <laughs> maybe you haven't watched it yet. So now we can remind you what happened in Loki. 
episode one on Disney Plus titled Glorious Purpose. Here is your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! It is so crazy that we are on the third Marvel Disney Plus show, and I can still remember when they announced all this shit. Geek boner! How exciting that was, and now they fucking two down. Third one is started. This one created by Michael Waldron. Michael Waldron also uh, writing on the show. Michael Waldron comes from Community. Dan Harmon, he's a writer on Rick and Morty, which also has crazy time travel gags. He is also the writer of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, shit. So, you know, all this shit is going to tie directly into the Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, that's great. The whole series directed by Kate Heron, one director. And as far as viewership for this first episode, this company Samba TV that reports it's a third party streaming or stat organization because none of these streamers release numbers. They got these third party services. Samba TV said that the Wednesday premiere drew 890,000 U.S. households. Oh, shit. Which is the largest U.S. premiere day for any of Marvel's Disney Plus shows. It was better than the Falcon and Winter Soldier that had 759,000 and WandaVision that clocked in at 655,000 on the premiere. So clearly the momentum of this brand is working. Is that what, would you agree guys with those numbers? Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't growing. think there's any way not to agree when she's. No, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that just the, yeah, the, no, and, uh, it's, uh, somebody at Disney said that they don't include mobile viewers, but then Disney just released your fucking numbers. So we don't have to guess what your numbers are, but more and more people are watching these shows. They're getting hotter. Anthony, uh, what happens on this first episode? Glorious purpose. Oh, so we start out during events in Endgame. Yes, when so good. Loki gets a hold of the Tesseract that the Avengers are trying to steal out of that timeline, and he zaps away. Where did he go? And he goes to the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. <laughs> yes, he does. And because he has done something that an organization will meet called the Time Variance Authority deems as outside of the timeline. He is labeled as a variant, and he's captured. And he's taken to time jail. Yes. <laughs> to possibly get erased from all of existence. Reset. But reset. But Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, wow. sees that there is some use for this Loki and decides to recruit Loki into the Time Variance Authority. And, of course... Um, Loki discovers some things along the way, and yes, I will does. leave it at that. Yeah, we'll get to that. What'd you think, uh, Anthony, of uh, Loki? I thought it was good. I wasn't necessarily blown. A lot of my friends were super blown away by uh, it. I didn't think uh, I was blown away, uh-huh. but I wasn't like, this is bad. I thought it was a, a very solid intro episode to hopefully a, a good story. I liked some of the questions that were posed. I like that we're dealing with a version of Loki that is a little bit unpredictable, I like the cliffhanger at the end. There's a lot of stuff that I'm still trying to figure out where this all fits in yeah. and what it all means. Uh, but this definitely felt like a, a show that was kind of almost saying goodbye to the old stuff in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Like yeah, all the we'll stuff that, about that yeah. the stones and all yeah. this infinity stuff and being like, oh, you thought that was 
You thought that was like, something? Yeah, you thought that was something that really means nothing. We use these paper, we use these stones as paperweights oh, over that's here. That's amazing at the TVA. Can, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was a. There was a lot to wrap your mind around, and a lot of different things that they were throwing at you. And um, overall, I think they did a really did a pretty solid job. I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I will. Uh, I uh, kind of felt the same way. I thought it was a solid setup. I love that this is the Loki that hasn't been through. The second Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok Endgame. And then we'll talk about the revelations he sees. So, yeah, this is a great version of Loki. I love the aesthetic. I thought the art design and the look of it was uh, really well done. It is very different. Uh, And the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Hilston is amazing. And it's going to be so much fun to watch. But I do love that it's like a law and order procedural crime drama with time travel, science fiction, MCU kind of things. So I love that setup, which is how, you know, had that reveal at the end. Um, Rugs, what'd you think of the first episode so far? It's a mixed bag for me. Honestly, um, I didn't feel like it, I was very inspired by the story. Uh, I didn't like this kind of like lock time line thing. I feel like that that's very the sacred timeline. Yeah. I feel like that immediately turned me off. Um, what else? Uh, I didn't mind that they uh, they made the Infinity Stones like and the, and the whole things everything that's pretty much happened in the MCU like uh, like irrelevant because like it, everything was going to happen the way it happened blah blah blah. There there's room for that to be either flipped upon its head or it could take a different turn. So I'm not going to really be that judgmental about it at this point. I'm going to kind of be open to what happens. But uh, I do like Hiddleston. I do like uh, Wilson. I do like the production value, and I love the the tone of it. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of it's like retread. Gra- I just watched um, Future Man. Yeah, and we we watched uh, the the other show with the fucking the Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's a lot of that. And, I mean, and Umbrella Academy. Uh, yeah, similarity. there's a lot of this. So I'm like. Watchmen. Watchmen yeah. is a little similarity. So there was there's a lot of this playing with time and his time, you know, whatever. What does it mean? And so I'm like, kind of like, whatever about it. I'm not, I, I wanted to be wowed. I wanted to kind of be like, oh, this is something I, I would never would have expected. But I do, I do have some optimism about maybe this allowing for Marvel to reshape itself. Yeah. It, so that's cool, but at the same time, it does bother me that all the stuff that's built before is kind of irrelevant now. I mean, some of it I'm welcome, like uh, Tom Holland Spider Man, irrelevant, <laughs> great. We said that. Um, uh, <laughs> I did uh, because you know it doesn't really fit with the rest of the, and it doesn't really fit even with Spider Man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, being my favorite character, so. Uh, you know, the X-Men isn't there. The mutants were never established. All of these things that don't make sense. They could kind of probably, and they probably will use this uh, timeline and the multiverse and all that stuff is getting introduced to kind of create this homogenous universe that, that everything exists. But um, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. wowed. I have mixed feelings about it, but I'm open to seeing where it goes. You know, I, I, I'm with you, Rugs. If the end of this is it still was all predetermined, but I, I have a feeling that it that time is like that they're going to ask that question over and over, and I yeah. don't think things are predetermined. I think the time variant. I've gone down the rabbit hole of 
looking at theories and i think yeah. the time what do they call them the, the three creators the the timekeepers the timekeepers i think they're preserving a timeline that only exists because they were created in that timeline oh so i think that's why they call it the sacred timeline and that's how things are supposed to be but i think they're just preserving one of many options Okay, so let's talk about this because it, this is going to bring up the free will versus predestination. And this is the first thing I thought of was like that. I hope that conversation continues throughout the show. Yeah, all of this stuff was supposed to happen according to the timekeepers and Loki wasn't supposed to uh, because he brings up a good point on trial. He's like, you want time criminals? Go, go get the Avengers. They're jumping around all over the place, breaking shit. But she's like, that was supposed to happen. Uh, so that, but does that mean every character in the MCU, all their fates are already set? Everything is predetermined. Uh, I hope not. You know, that, yeah, I so. think the purpose of this is to probably break this and open up a whole new multiverse. Yes, absolutely. Right. I mean, this is all leading the next movies i mean our spider-man which is going to have multiversal probably characters and then you have dr strange multiversal madness so yeah i think this all leads into that stuff i did read another theory that was like well if you're look you have to look at this through the lens of time not being a linear thing similar to uh to dr manhattan and watchman but as a three-dimensional thing it's happening all at once happening all at once and if you're looking at it as a circle rather than a linear thing, then you can see <laughs> time, is, the, a, you, time you, is happening fucking, all the time. Like it's, you, it's, Everything's happening. You're fucking Matthew McConaughey. Time is a flat disc. That wasn't true detective. He's like, time is a flat disc. I mean, if, if they're going to go down that route, that would seem to make a little bit more sense. It's hard to conceptualize, but if you're going down the linear path, then this, you know, then you're going down the predetermined path. So I love here the, the with set, only one timeline. The one right, one timeline. So they explain everything really quickly in the beginning when you know Loki arrives at the TVA, and I love how it's kind of like the DMV meets like a theme park uh, kind of pizza atmosphere. deli with the fucking pizza deli. Take a number. Take a number. And the guy just gets erased from time, and then the Miss Minutes cartoon, fantastic, so good at exposition, and it was so well done. It looked just like a schoolhouse rock or those old retro 50s cartoons. But Miss Minutes explains long ago there was a multiversal war and three timekeepers combined all the timelines to the sacred timeline. And if you look, there's many references. The third, the timekeeper in the middle in the cartoon looks just like fucking Kang. Oh, right. The one behind the judge, the one in the middle, I believe that's Kang the Conqueror. He is one of the timekeepers. They also mentioned a Nexus event, and which is, you know, Nexus of all realities. And they did that in WandaVision with the commercial. So, yeah, big things are going to happen in Spider-Man and Doctor Strange coming out of this. Uh, all that shit was fantastic, though. The reveal is, you know, he set up that they're chasing a killer in the yeah. beginning. So, the you know, the thing that's going throughout this episode is they need to recruit Loki because there's a variant on the loose that keeps getting away from them and is basically branching off their timeline so much that it's going to redline and really fuck up this singular timeline that they want. And they want to avoid that because if there's multiple branches, then these timelines start to go to war with each other. The same thing Um, happens again, the multiversal war. Right, right. So the whole thing is like, who is doing this? And this person is not only fucking, you know, killing time time variant authority people, but he's stealing or he or she is stealing all the erasers 
uh, the time erasers. Oh, the resetters. That's the resetters, right. right. Oh, yeah. So at the end, the reveal is that they want to recruit Loki because it's a variant Loki. Oh, it's another Loki, and I love but it. The, yeah. That, that right there, it's like if they would have gotten Loki, they would have known that he's the variant. Did they, did they not know that that's a Loki that they're chasing? or they? No, they knew that. Yeah, so I feel like the, the, all of this, like, you know, pussyfooting around was unnecessary. Like, they're like, oh, we need you. Like, you know, it wouldn't even have to be a question. Well, they didn't want to tell Loki that you're going to, you're, you're here to get another version of yourself. I think they wanted to break him down a little bit. Mm. You know, they want, they wanted to figure out why, Lo- like, if, I guess they wanted to figure out why Loki hurts people. And if at his core, he doesn't really like hurting people, which he admits, then they can work with him. But if he likes hurting people, then they can't work with a version of Loki, ever work with a version of Loki. So you're saying that's all a char- was all a charade and a ruse to kind of get through to Loki. Yeah, I think they were trying to they're trying to break you know, like like an interrogation where they're trying to break him down to who he really is. It's just like in Law and Order where you like grill the dude to break down and and turn him on your side once you understand his motivations. But the fact that well, and the, I, I liked that Loki is broken down because not of what he's well he sees what he's destined to do, which is to be a failure and die and get all his friends killed. But then also, I like that, you know, the paperweight thing, it was a, kind of a joke, but it's also like, yeah, like you've been on a quest for this infinity stone and yeah. it, there's nothing like this means nothing in, in the in the grand scheme. Oh, man, when he saw, first of all, he saw Frigga get killed and then Odin die. And then when he sees his own death, wow, that was great. Great acting by Hiddleston. And he realizes, you know, it was all for nothing. And I just get fucking killed by Thanos, but I love. Did you love the Mephisto tease where he asked the little kid in France who did this, and he points to the devil in the stained right. glass? But Loki has those horns. In, right, Loki's you know. a de- Loki's also kind of a devilish is, creature in a lot of cultures. I love. I just love Owen Wilson. Go so. You're, what are you the god of mischief? You, know, you seem to lose a lot. You're not really good at what you're doing. <laughs> he just fucking called him out. It was so fucking good. Uh, that was my favorite scene. Just them sitting at the table. Yeah, that was the, that one had like some some electricity to it. Mm-hmm. Those two are going to be great to watch together. I love how about the fact that Loki was fucking DB Cooper. Oh, shit. this is a deep Easter egg cut for like true crime fans. Anthony, did you get that at all? The DB Cooper? I did not get that. No. Okay, so I it, mean, I know now kind of who DB Cooper is, but in the moment, I was like, "What is this? Where is this from? Yeah. What is going on? Is he already on a mission? What what is happening?" I was here? like, "Oh shit!" If you like listen to true crime shows or podcasts or TV shows. In the 70s, there was this dude, D.B. Cooper, who the sketch of him looks a lot like Tom Hiddleston, who uh, took a plane, uh, took over a plane, hijacked the plane with a bomb and then got like $200,000. And then over the Pacific Northwest forest, had them open the stairs in the back and jumped out and disappeared. And no one ever found him. Uh, apparently, some of the money was found years later. People have come up in the last few years saying, I know D.B. Cooper. Or I was or my uncle was. But nobody ever, no, nobody ever found DB Cooper, and so for them to explain it as it was Loki who lost a bet to Thor, geek boner. That's fucking great. That's a little great Easter egg there. I loved it. Wonder what happened. Now I'm looking at DB Cooper. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of documentaries. Wait, on D- how did he DB get the two hundred grand? Uh, who knows? That's the thing. We don't, and we don't know what the bet Wait, was. DB Cooper or Loki? Yeah, who are you asking, Rugs? How did who like get in the- real life or in the show? He. Yeah, yeah. In real life, how did he get so the two hundred grand? He, he forced them to land the plane, and then he asked for two hundred thousand dollars to be delivered, and then they took off again to another. Oh, location. okay. So yeah. it wasn't in midair that they gave. No, him he, he's like he had a bomb. He made him come down. He made him give him the money. Then they took off, and then he fucking jumps out. 
There's a couple of great documentaries that are pretty convincing about the D.B. Cooper story, but the stories are all over the place. There's tons of stories. Nobody knows. What do, what do people think? Do you think he, I think he probably died, right? He jumped out of the plane and died? Some people think he, he survived and just lived in, you know, off the grid. Uh, there's in the, I saw this one documentary where like his uh, distant niece or nephew was like my uncle, this one lady said my uncle's name was LD Cooper and he would talk about this plane. No, they're saying he survived and lived on. He would talk about this plane thing. She heard him when they were little. Uh, and a lot of people, she thinks that was DB Cooper. It was just LD. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Mm. But now we know in the MCU world, it was fucking Loki. Loki. <laughs> a bet. So that was a great little Easter egg. Uh, I loved Casey, the guy who worked there, who doesn't know anything. But Loki's like, where's the Tesseract? Give it to me or I'll gut you like a fish. He goes, ah, oh, what's a fish? He's all scared <laughs> of the wrong thing. And he keeps talking about a fish. That was great. You loved everything, didn't you? I know. This was a great setup. <laughs> like the look of it. What did you think of like when he looks outside? And he's like, I thought there was no magic here. And the guy's like, there isn't. And it's just this crazy, where is this place? And yeah, time- I mean, it's a, it looks like it's, um, I think it's somewhat inspired by the comics, but it looks just, you know, like a crazy design that you haven't seen yet in the MCU. Yeah. It's like an outer spacey type thing. But it's outside like- of time. Time moves differently. Like when he got hit in the beginning and he's moving at one sixteenth speed. That was fantastic. And the time snapback collar. Great device. So, Anthony, you mentioned all this from the comics, and there, absolutely, the TVA, uh, the judge, uh, all this is from the comics. So, the TVA was from the comics. You even saw a scroll getting processed, scroll, yes. getting processed there. The Nexus of all realities from the comics. That time judge, that lady is Ravona Renslayer. She, in the comics, first appeared like in the 60s. She was involved with Kang the Conqueror romantically mm. Oh, Ooh. at one point. Agent Mobius. There is a Mobius and Mobius TVA agent from the comics. So they pulled all this. And then I also thought it was interesting. They show him killing Coulson. And so Coulson, no respect for Coulson and his seven years on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who survived. <laughs> You need, to, you, you need to forget about nope, nope. You keep bringing that, that up as if you're someday going to. No, that's only in this timeline. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. What, what Coulson did. Maybe, maybe they'll acknowledge it in like a branch timeline. Oh, my God. Right maybe. They'll be like, in this timeline, he did survive and come back. He went to Tahiti. Yeah. yeah it's. I mean, it's interesting. I definitely think um, I, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I think that, I think, first off, I think the Loki that they're going after is not I've seen enough stuff that I'm pretty convinced this is not Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Oh, wait, what? There's it, I think it's going to be the female version of Loki or an older version of Loki. Because they don't that's show. not played by Tom Hiddleston. Because there was an Easter egg where they pull up Loki's, like, just his, his name and, like, sex and all that. And right. his, his gender, it says fluid. Oh, so this was a big thing also. And I the, the podcast I listened to, the Hollywood Reporters TV's Top 5, they had an interview with Michael Waldron, the showrunner. And he talked about, you know, dealing with gender fluid. But Loki is like an Asgardian god who's how old and has been in relationships with all sorts of creatures. Yeah. And he, he, she, he, you know, whatever yeah. pronoun yeah. Is, is woke these days, uh, can, you know, he can change into whatever he wants. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're going to get like girl Loki who's in, you know, there's all stuff from the comics. Girl, girl Loki, old man Loki. I think we're going to get. We'll probably get a version of Kid Loki by the end of this. Oh, shit. So they can continue it with a younger actor. I want Squid Loki. Squid Loki. Squid. <laughs> I get Hamburger Loki. Squid Loki. Yeah. 
I want minion Loki. Uh, no, but the, just the potential. I want Pokey. I want Pokey Loki. The potential <laughs> of these multiverse timelines and all this crazy shit happening. This is going to be crazy. And I can see how they're saying this will have more impact uh, than the first two shows. Well, I think, you know, all that stuff is going to be obviously what fans and stuff are really going to fawn over. But I think at the end of the day, the crux of it is the show. I think I either read this or saw this. But I also deduced this by just seeing watching the show is who is Loki? That that is ah. the, that what the show is going to try to boil down to is what at the at his core, what kind of man is he, or, woman, or is or he whatever. a man at all? Because he's wokey. He's wokey Loki. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Like like it's... what what really motivates this guy yeah. to do the things he does? And he kind of already says it. You know the the, the big. The big lie is that, you know, I hurt people and that's the, you know, by lying about liking that, it makes, it does things for me. It makes me more intimidating. It gets me it's power. It's control. It's the power play. Right. Yeah, that's all it was. But, you know, at his core, who is he? And I think, again, another a theory I came up with is I think by the end, he might be hunting this Loki, variant Loki, and he might be on the wrong side of it. The variant oh. Loki might be on the right side of it, whereas the time variant authority needs to actually be gone. Oh. Because they're predetermining yeah, what's yeah. supposed to be happening, and they're they're taking away free will. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Potentially, I don't know. This is just a, a theory after watching one episode, and it could probably all change by the next. Episode. Well, on that podcast, Waldron did say the show is going to be about identity, and uh, you know, right. a lot of all these shows have been about identity. Really, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. This continues this theme it's of all, identity. it's all rooted in character. Yeah, 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 and I, I mean. Already, it's a joy to see Hiddleston be Loki for 40 minutes. You know, it's just I feel like we're going to get so much more that we couldn't get in the movies. And this is going to be I'm excited. I'm excited. Geek boner. The first episode, though, is a little exposition area. It's a lot. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of talky talky. But they had to set all the shit up and they set it up pretty quickly and moved right into it. Yeah, I don't think this is the show. If you're like going after high octane, like. Marvel action. Right. I don't think this not is going to be show. this one. Yeah. What about Mephisto? But Mephisto <laughs> might be in this show. Probably not. They there was a he was in the stained glass. <laughs> Since when does anyone care about Mephisto? Casey is Mephisto. Much? That's the theory online. Okay. No, no one cared about Mephisto until no. WandaVision. I know, and now it's like a stupid joke. But I think they te- but they tease that with the fucking pointing at the stained glass. But isn't that great how meta it is? Like now that they've introduced this character that really nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. Like now they can. Now we want Mephisto. <laughs> now it's just like looming in the background, <laughs> like of all the off? shows. Yeah. Give me a yeah, Mephisto. They've, they've, finally created, get Mephisto. They've, made, they've created this aura around a character that, as you mentioned, no one gave a shit about. <laughs> like he, the only thing that I know Mephisto is like from fucking One More Day or whatever when he yeah. fucking made Spider Man. Yeah, he did the two <laughs> Spider Man to yep. undo everything and his marriage and everything. Yeah, that was, that was the like biggest the big thing Mephisto. he did. Yeah, yeah, like it was in Spider Man comics. And uh, yeah, they had to use him to fucking retcon the bullshit they put Spider Man through. They're like, oh, all of, of Dan Slot shit. No, that was after. No, that was, was that? before. I think it was one more day. Was before. What? It was right before Dan Slot because it yeah, returned. They, they him. wanted. They had gotten Spider Man so far along from like evolved Straczynski, from the character. Yeah, yeah. Straczynski did that other thing, and then they needed to stop. He that. was married. They had a kid in another timeline. He was almost going to retire. They're like, we need to get single Peter Parker back. Uh, I, I think that's actually like kind of like not to make this a Spider Man thing, but. I don't have a problem with Spider-Man's character involving into a married guy. Yeah, yeah. Like shit. It's called character progression. Right. He's not going to be I think single. The for one more day thing was just years. laziness on the writers to be like, yeah. 
yeah, we always just like him as the teenage teenage kid that like never could get anything done. So we're just gonna fucking retcon him back. But then they didn't do that either. (laughs) Deal with. And they just made Doctor Octopus Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made everybody Spider Man. I I don't even know what's happening right now in Spider Man comics. I don't. Nobody cares. You should walk into a comic book store and buy the latest. I I, you know what I was thinking about. Buy the latest trade. I was thinking about going doing that recently. I was like, man, I miss reading Spider Man comics. I wonder what's going on. I was gonna. There's one down the street. I was gonna go in. Yeah, just buy the trade. Just pick it up. Or I can just order it from Amazon. No, I'm going to support yeah. my local LCS. There is, there's still any of those left? There's one. There's after one. COVID? That's fucking you know. <laughs> So, Ruggs, I got a question for you. Since Ritmron's been gushing over it, I, I like the show. What What do you want to... What Where would you... What do you want to see, and where would this show go wrong? Uh, I don't know. It's too early for me to say. Like, I don't want to be a judgmental asshole, but like... Uh, but I'm going I to. Just, no, I, come on. I, I, felt, I felt like... I felt like uh, we've been across this ground a lot. As I said, with Watchmen, we I pointed out all those shows that have yeah. time in it in whatever. Um, it's interesting. All those shows seem to say that time isn't on a locked path, and this one does. Mm. And so, uh, and then how it affects the the Marvel universe that we've experienced. So all those things kind of got on my nerves, but at the same time, I know that it's for a narrative reason, and that they're going to probably undo this. And that's the whole point: is to undo this like locked timeline. And open up the multiverse. So I'm like, okay, that that might redeem it. But at what cost is it going to be? The, is the trade-off going to be worth it? And I, I, I'm hoping that it is because it's going to basically unleash like the Marvel Universe as we know it, hopefully. The Marvel Universe isn't what it was when I was reading. The Mar- it's completely different now. So I don't know what Marvel Universe is going to be birthed by this. And so I'm a little bit trepidatious, but at the same time, I'm starting not to give a fuck about anything anymore. (laughs) So it's hard for me. Like, like once the show kind of, uh, works its magic on me and, and on, and, you know, and and grabs hold and I can kind of be along for the ride, I'll latch onto it. Uh, then that's a different story. But from this one first episode, I, I'm not a hundred percent. I have mixed feelings. That's all I can say, basically. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like, yeah. I wouldn't say I was blown away by the show either. I, I think it's interesting, but uh, I'm willing to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm I, I'm done with trying to, like, figure out a show first episode. Yeah. Unless I really in my bones feel like I know, like, what's going to happen. And, and I know that because I don't want to say it and look like a dick, like I'm wrong. <laughs> so, like, I'm always going to leave the door open for me. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. I have like like when I was watching Singular Point with Godzilla, I knew like two episodes in I'm like this fucking show is never going to show Godzilla, and then when they do, it's going to be disappointing. And it, I've been right the whole time. So, so so far though, this doesn't feel like a six hour movie in chunks. Like this felt like an episodic, you know, full episode, and it ended with a proper cliffhanger and the whole setup and. It feels like a more conventional show. It does yeah. feel more more episodic. I do think this is the beginning of the reset of the MCU. So, you know, we're talking about that lazy writing in Spider-Man. That Some of that might come in play here where they're like, we need to get the new generation in. How do we do Well, this? you you even have the, I mean, the very obvious analogy of the old MCU being the Infinity Stones and the guy has them all in a drawer, right? So it's just like, Yep, that's all done. We put it in the drawer. We're going to lock that away. Those mean nothing anymore. So can I ask this question? Like, since we're on the precipice of possibly having a brand new universe, that is the Marvel Universe, 
what will you what do you want as a fan from uh the recent stuff like we're, or or I don't know if you're more of a classic stuff or recent I I'm a classic guy I think Imran's sure. a little bit of our everything you're probably more of the more later stuff that's in the in the millennial times of 2000s so right 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 what do you want to see out of the Marvel universe uh I mean I don't have a specific preference of like a, a storyline I want to see. I mean, I do like the Siege storyline. I like the Dark Avengers. I wow. like all that stuff. But um, I kind of like... I want to see where, in terms of... They've already been teasing it. I want to see how they explore multiverse stuff and what that all means and how wacky it can get. And if they can keep the train on the on the tracks by going in a, on a multiverse uh, run. Because that that's a, a lot more daunting than just... Um, one singular universe. I mean, that does leave a lot of room for like creativity and trying new things yeah. and, you know, wor- not worrying about legacy characters so much and just kind of like rebooting everything. You know, you, it gives you a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And I think that also, that's a good point. I think that gives the, the team at Marvel a little bit more of a creative freedom. So like they can get directors in there that can do potentially even like, more, you know, they won't ever do like a one-off story, but they could potentially do a a, a multi, you know, an alternate universe Spider-Man or Deadpool or you name it, Captain America, and they don't have to worry as much about like how it intertwines if they go that route. See, like the thing that I'm looking forward to is that feeling of a unified universe with all of these things that were kind of denied all this time. As a fan, I know that's what I want. But I, I don't know if anybody else gives a shit about that, seeing that. But I know that I like I would love to see, you know, uh, the X-Men done as in the comic books and their place in the Marvel Universe set correctly in the Fantastic Four having its place and all of these things kind of uh, like the Silver Surfer and all of these things that kind of were like are instrumental in getting out to like these wacky cosmic places and all these other crazy space shit in other universes and other things. Well, Eternals, they're going to give you that yeah. in Eternals. We'll see. What about you, Imran? What do I want? I kind of, what you said is like the c- continuity and to see the world, this MCU world at large and these characters kind of interact and be aware of each other, which they're starting to do. But you know, a new Avengers team to me is very exciting right Geek now. Boner. I want to see another lineup with maybe one old school person and then new people or the young Avengers. So uh, I was excited about the rumors of these several different Avengers teams because I think it's time for that to, instead of having one. Is in the young Avengers? I forget. I can probably look it up. But is Kid Loki part of the young Avengers? Oh, I don't know. What was the deal with Kid Loki? I don't remember. Yeah, he is. He is part oh, of the Oh, he Young is. Yeah. And is Kid Loki like time pulled younger Loki? Loki Lothison. I also like how she used her his first whole name. Oh, Kid Loki was a, was a reborn Loki yeah. from Thor and Journey into Mystery Comics. He wasn't an enemy to Thor. And while he was still Loki, he was different from his previous incarnation. So it's just another Loki. There's a lot of Lokis. Is he Woki Loki? When, when, while he originally intended <laughs> to, to leave them to die, Loki had an internal conversation with his child self oh. that still exists within him, whom he killed at the end of Journey into Mystery and convinced him to return to the team. Oh, jeez. Very comic booky. Wow. So he pulled out the kid version of himself. <laughs> he pulled out the kid version of himself. Of himself. To go sure. join the team. Sure. Why not? 
Okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it was short and sharp. That was the loudest one. Because <laughs> it was real. Oh, no. I wish it was real. It was not real. This is the part where I read comments from our listeners. You guys, Mike Wagner, who was the guy who sponsored the Street Trash review last week. Mm. Thanks, Mike. We all love that movie. It was fantastic. Uh, here's what he thought. He commented on the post. He said, I listened this morning, boys, and I was not disappointed. Absolutely what I expected and more. LOL. To answer Anthony's question, this is definitely not a favorite by any means. It is a terrible movie, and yet I feel it must be seen once. Thanks again. Comment? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I will agree that it must be seen once. Yes. Uh, I don't know about that, then, but I saw it once. Then you wash your eyeballs afterwards. I, I will go with, I don't think it must be seen, but now that I have seen it, if I ever need to recommend someone a really shitty niche movie, yeah. I have it in the whole story. But that's how I feel. We made it through that. You're a stronger person. Mike, thanks for enjoying the review and the pick and your support. I have another listener, Trenton Smith, in the Facebook group. He messaged me personally. He had a couple of questions, but uh, I'm going to share some of his message because he had a lot of nice things to say about the podcast. Trenton says, good afternoon, my dear friend. First, I would like to start off by thanking you, Anthony and Rugboy. Your podcast has gotten me through some long drives and tough times. I've been listening for about three years now. Your show was that first and only show I'd listened to for about the same amount of time. At first, it was just to have another thing in common with my then manager, now wife. Thanks for that, too. Whoa. I like the show so much that I go listen to past episodes until a new episode came out. I love how relatable you guys are and how each week you continue to be your authentic selves. And then he finishes again. Thank you so much for continuing to do the show. It's one of the things that continues to get me to the next week. You guys are also part of the reason I was able to land my amazing wife. And for that, I am entirely grateful. Oh, shit. Keep up the great work. I haven't been this happy since man experienced the shave vagina. Love, much love to you and the gang. Yeah. <laughs> Trenton, thank you for the kind words. And you guys, we, we, they, we, there's a jock and nerd love connection. What happened? This what happened? Whoa. Who is his wife? I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> his wife is someone who's into, uh, comic book things. Anthony, reaction. I'm perplexed. <laughs> I cannot believe the fuck. I, I don't even, I don't even understand the logistics of how this could have helped make a marriage like this this is the most uh yeah i mean i don't think this is the show that like creates does that stuff this is the most oh, shit. uh shitty nerdy like i i can't see any i can't see i don't see women listening to the show really other than like no a few and like out of that was that was few you married one of them holy That's crap amazing well that for me, it would be like, okay, someone that listens to this show would definitely be somebody in my wheelhouse, right? Because they would probably understand this, my sense of humor and this and that. So 
If there was uh, a big female audience, that would be a nice little pool of females to draw from, right? Well, you know if there, a female is listening to this show that she's super cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, we shit. have only the best females listening to the show. But Trenton, I'm glad we can get you married, buddy. That is Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd first. Uh, uh, you know, whatever we can do to help. Name your kid Rock Boy. I don't know what goes next. Whoa, Rugberto. Yeah, Rugberto. Uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, let's finish up with some what are we watching rugs. What did you watch? Anthony, did you watch anything? We'll stop. We'll start with Anthony. Sorry. I have not. I think I watched one episode of Friends. And then I watched. I've been watching, obviously, NBA playoffs. And I watched uh, UFC 263 the other day. So oh. How was that? Little... Better fight than uh, Logan Paul and uh, Mayweather? A little more interesting. Oh, yeah. Way, yeah. way yeah. fucking better than. Don't, don't even compare that <laughs> bullshit. I was randomly watching the friends and it was the episode where Chandler has to go in a box because he kissed Joey's girlfriend and Joey was like really mad and upset and he was going to move out. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. It still gets me. And I know it's not going to happen. Wow. You just spoiled that fucking episode. Right? Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Alert. I don't know what season that is. It's the season where Jennifer Aniston's really hot. It's that season. That's every season. Yeah, that's every season. Rugs, what have you been watching? Holy shit. I, uh. God, what did I, I watched Infinite? Ah, I watched Infinite too. Last week we mentioned Paramount Plus adding a thousand movies, and this was their big Paramount Plus original action sci-fi Infinite rugs. What'd you think? It was really stupid, floppy job. This is not a good movie, people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I watched it too, and it's not. It's directed by Anton Fuqua, and he's trying to be like Old Guard and Matrix, but it just doesn't get close to that. I mean, the action isn't like horrible. It's just Mark Wahlberg is the wrong guy to be the main character. Yeah, number absolutely. one. Number two, their world building and the whole idea of what's going on isn't engaging enough. And it's so confusing and convoluted and they just didn't do it well. Yes. And uh, what else? Uh you have a stupid egg. I don't even know what the fucking egg is. The, oh, what the whole the motivation do? for the bad guy makes no fucking sense, and it doesn't even seem like he wants to. This is how you know it's bad. The movie starts with a Mark Wahlberg voiceover narration where he's just explaining everything. Yeah. He explains like what's happening. Instead of showing you, he's like, oh, these people can remember their past selves, and they have these skills, and there's two groups, and we're fighting it. Uh, it's, it's not good. It just wasn't done to the best of the effect like you could really take that idea and do something with it and they didn't really they just did it as like okay this is our excuse so why we can just do everything yeah yeah. and they didn't do anything interesting with it they just kind of like a little bit but like not really so it was it was just like an excuse to have elaborate action pieces that were just okay they were okay you know they were just okay I mean like they definitely were like big budget. There was a lot of uh, shit exploding and stuff like that. They, you definitely got the production value, but ultimately it was just meh. And, you know, this is a situation where you can put in contrived action and actually explain it as, of course, these people are the best drivers and the best shots because they have lived these lives and get these skills. But they didn't even really do a lot with that. no. It was just milk toast, yeah. and bothers me that it's kind of like a parallel to Highlander. Like they tried to, it's an imitation yeah, Highlander, yeah. And it just 
bothers me. I'm like, look, look how bad this is. And then like, it's kind of tarnishing what Highlander could be. So it's like, uh, it's a whatever. pass and it's another, it's kind of like a your generic streamer action movie that we've seen. The other things that I'm watching is I'm still watching Sweet Tooth. Oh, I finished Sweet Tooth. That's good. It's good. Uh, it gets a little like silly in episode six, some of the things, but the, it ends with a nice cliffhanger. Uh, Am I up to episode six? I'll tell you where I'm up to. The train episode. Oh uh, yeah, I'm in the train episode where they where they uh, okay the running in that episode that was a little goofy. Did did you notice that? Yeah. So yeah, I'm up to that. Okay. How many episodes is There's there? There's eight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm up to that episode. It was fine. It's just weird. Like some of the stuff just happens abruptly, and you're like, okay, I guess I'm going with this. But the show is okay. It's like. I wasn't expecting much, so it's like, it's fine. It's just very much, somebody said this, and I was like, oh, it is like this. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, like yeah. He just goes along on his little path, and he meets new friends. It's a fairy tale. It's just like a little yeah. fairy tale. Yeah. And uh, it's a little adventures, and he's not annoying, and it's charming. And so, and in, uh, that I'm kind of enjoying, like, it's because I don't really, it, it, it's not personal to me. There's nothing on the line. I don't have any skin in the game, so I could just watch it as escapism and that's one of the things i really want is escapism i just want to escape Whoa. to another world i got something for escapism for out this week for you but i did sweet tooth i love just big man and sweet tooth's relationship is great i started watching this anime called eden ah that's on netflix uh-huh. it's about and I, I i'm kind of intrigued i watched one episode and i'm like oh i'm gonna watch the rest of this it's about uh, a world where humans have disappeared and left machines behind. Oh, it's Wally. And the machines, Isn't that Wally? Yeah, and machines take over the world. It's a Terminator. They find, they find a human in like suspended animation, and these robots this is a baby, and they this this they decide to like raise the baby. Oh, this looks good. Is it any good? And uh, I don't know if it's good yet, but I mean, I'm like. <laughs> It's kind of interesting. I just found it to be a little interesting. I like these robot designs. They're kind of fun. So, yeah, there was like the fact that these robots are trying to deal with it and they're going against their programming. And then you find out there's other robots that are going against their programming. And then there's a evil bad guy. And we don't know what his deal is. We're going to find out. So I don't know. It's it's good. It's setup. on Netflix. Netflix has yeah. tons of great anime, and this is new, absolutely brand new, twenty twenty one. And then I've been watching In the Heights. What was the thing that you were gonna recommend for? Escapism? I, I'll tell you in a second. Let's talk about In the Heights. Anthony, interested at all at Lin Manuel's Miranda's In the Heights on HBO Max right now? I would have pretty much zero interest in this. Yeah. but I am Mister Oscar. What about Oscar Anthony? Is he and Oscar Anthony? has heard a lot of good things and that this one could potentially be on the list. I normally very much dislike musicals. So yeah, that would, that'd be the main reason why I wouldn't want to watch this, but I think I will at some point. I've watched the beginning of it. I watched like the first two musical numbers and then I just had it on in the background while I was doing other shit. I wasn't really paying attention. So I got to go back. The fucking thing is two hours and 22 minutes long. First of all, shit. so it's a long watch. The music the dancing, the choreography, the production is, it was very good. I know Ruggs has a problem with when you sing your uh, dialogue, which is what how Lin-Manuel Miranda writes. All the dialogue is sung. Uh, so far, I'm going to go back and watch it. But so far, I like Hamilton better. The music. Hamilton is fucking masterpiece. This he did before. And well, 
there's also a di- sorry there's there's a difference between Hamilton right. which is Let's met play. through a live crowd and then seeing a musical in a, as a movie yeah yeah and they didn't even make a movie Hamilton they just filmed the musical so that that's different but just in terms of musical song wise I still love Hamilton there's a great Easter egg though there's a bunch of great Easter eggs and in the Heights like you hear the phone the phone waiting music like in this one scene is uh is like from Hamilton it's like a phone version of a Hamilton song so I was like oh that's a Hamilton song that's fun. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to go back and sit down and pay attention and watch it. Rugs, what'd you think of it? Did you see any of In the Heights? You did. I saw the actual musical. Oh, you did. When it came out. So I have already Mm. seen the musical. Washington Heights. There's nothing new for me. So I'm going to say that preface that my, that I've already seen this. So it's already the, the, the novelty of it is not going to work on me. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm like amazed. Now, I can say with certainty. They changed some shit, though, too, from the music. Yes. I could say with certainty that, uh, the, you know, the experience of being able to, instead of being in an audience and watching things on stage, to be in a movie yep. and be really immersed into the characters yep. and being able to see their expressions and all that stuff and the performances adds a lot in it. So it is more enjoyable in that fashion. But as you stated before, I cannot stand dialogue being done in song because it takes away from the performance. What about Jesus like, Christ Superstar? It's done beautifully in that. It's all singing. Uh, yeah, but even that is the songs are better. Yeah. And they're not describing what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make a shake right now. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take the milk and put it in the thing. Gotta get like, the it's eggs. just it's so stupid. Like, so like, do you have $5? Give me, have not, give me a dime. Oh, that's wow. hard to do. Like, it's like write dialogue it's, and lyrics. It's just fuck that stupid. Like, I hate that. So fuck that show. I, I feel like it takes away. Like, I can't find you. It's dark out. Look at the fireworks. Like, it's just like, like, I hate that. Like, I like, uh, and uh, so I, I can't stand that. I feel like it takes away from the dramatic performances, like a lot. It takes away from like the, the emotional punch of certain things. Yeah. It, I like it better when they have drama and, and then, then they have song the song separate, mm. a song mm. break than the mm. songs, like the self contained thing, but it says everything that's going on. The songs are catchy. One of the best musicals of all time is once, by the way. Oh, I still haven't seen that. And, um, that is the music is actually just playing music, but it does interlock with what's happening in in the story and it's great that album was so, huge when they put out the album of songs. oh it's great you yeah. gotta watch it's yeah. great anyway the performances are great the actors are all like very very good and some hot girls yeah that always yep, helps yep. um that doesn't <laughs> uh there there is a, a a reality to new york that's not in this movie so this takes place in like present day washington heights now right yeah, yeah. washington heights yeah. like bronx ish yeah. area of new york and uh yeah it's just like it's not this like happy like, colorful place yeah well i mean it's kind of like a fucking scary place yeah, it's a musical what do you want uh, you make it fun I, I mean in some ways it's it actually there's actually i'm 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 just being facetious there's there's parts of it where it's actually very quite Nice, but is Washington Heights quick New York question? Yeah. Is that technically Manhattan or the Bronx? It's like right on the cusp, right? Washington it's like right Heights. where it's right. It's right where the Washington George Washington Bridge like connects to New York. Mm. Like the Bronx is, n- n- is right is north of that. Yeah, it's just next to it. It's yeah. I, I looked. I just googled. So it. it's so part technically of, Manhattan. Technically Manhattan, part of really upper upper Manhattan. 
and yeah. the George and they sing about the George Washington Bridge and like the shots in New York and them dancing in the street are great and the dude who played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton, Corey Booker, or whatever, he's in it. Uh, yeah, and the songs are catchy and they just go in the heights. Dun, dun. Let's see. Yeah, I, singing them. I feel like uh, I'm not through the whole movie because it's so fucking it's long. That's another long. thing that that's another thing that takes away from like. It's like they got the Zack Snyder effect. Yeah. It's like it's way too long. It's like two Musicals, and a half hours. Though, are always like two and a half hours. Like Hamilton is two and a half hours. But yeah, it but goes by movie, movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like two and a half hours just feels like it's long. For, it for what it's long. worth, in the Heights, they were expecting it to do a little bit better. It only made eleven point four million opening. Oh, weekend. it did. Yeah, right. it didn't quite beat the Quiet Place and the other ones. Yeah, and it was supposed to be a. Uh, well, not supposed to be, but they were hoping for a lot more. Well, it, 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 it's like little Manuel Miranda is like a prestige name, yep, right? Yep. When it, when fucking Hamilton was like the number one thing like on Broadway for like a long time in the Heights was very well received when it was on Broadway. So you have all of this prestige and cachet going into this. Hamilton did bonkers on uh, when it came out and it was a like, huge. Everybody was talking about yep. it on Disney Plus. Yep. So the fact that in a release in a year where a fucking monkey and a lizard fighting makes shitloads of money, something like this should have made more money. So you, I'm wondering why. And uh, historically, obviously, um, COVID has something to do with so, it. Yeah, definitely. But um, if you even look in the context of like musicals, uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, that was when huge. it came out. Yeah. It made like what that make. Over? I don't know. I think that if you translate it into today's bucks, it was like 40 million. Or something like that. The only argument I can make for why it maybe didn't do as well as it should is perhaps, uh, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla is definitely a spectacle type movie. But by the way, Mamma Mia made twenty seven million. Twenty seven million opening weekend. That's well, 14 years ago. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so that's that's not if, bad. You, if you if you if you if you inflate it, it's like forty yeah. million. No, yeah, they did it did great. Um, I don't know if maybe a musical because it's on HBO Max and it's yeah, COVID yeah. is more of a. Well, we can just watch this at home type thing. I don't yeah, know. But, yeah. But I was hoping they would do well because if it is nominated for Oscars, it would be the type of movie that a lot of people would hopefully have seen and then end up watching. I would Oscars just again. think since it's such a, such a cultural thing, like a cultural representation thing, right. that it would have garnered a lot more, um, you know, asses in the seats to support it, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah, 11 million right. is interesting. Everyone's saying it disappoints with 11 million, but it might have legs long term. But I think you're right, Anthony. It's I, it's two and a half hours. You're going to watch it at home. It's kind of like the thing you watch at home with your family. Uh, yeah, I, I've just never really. I just never really gotten into musicals, so it'll be a interesting watch for me. I, you need to watch Hamilton after this. Then you got to watch the Hamilton on Disney Plus because that's fucking genius. There's attractive women. You'll get there's the a lot of very <laughs> the nice last looking. We, women. we watched the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a musical. Ah, we also watched that, that circus movie with Hugh Jackman. Oh, right? I love the Greatest Showman. Holy shit! Yeah. I still love the songs those. Are good. I still love those songs today. Those are fucking. That movie has great songs. And one day I intend to watch La La Land. I think that's a musical. I, yeah, I've never seen that one. That one's not too that's, bad. That's good music. I mean, there is the thing I like about In the Heights is that see, Greatest Showman and all that other stuff. Like they hired like actors, big name actors yeah. that weren't the greatest singers. These vocal performances are 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 better yeah. than all the other movies that I've seen as far as in the recent past. 
uh, like everybody's a really good singer in this. Even what's his name? The, the, the old father, the guy who runs the, uh, the dispatch place. Yeah. Uh, he's a good singer. What's his name? That's, uh, he was on Law and Order. Yeah, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Old Jimmy Smith. He's in it. Yeah. So I'm going to go back and watch it. I, I was digging it. And I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. Back to here's something that's coming out this week. Rugs, this was my recommendation. And it's thanks to listener Johnny Gons on Twitter to remind Gons. me. Gons. He's still around. Though. Oh, he Gons. <laughs> he reminded me that Lupin. The second part of season one is out now, and he says, hey, Imran Lupin is back. Loved season one. Technically, it was this, this first season is like two five-episode five parts, so they had put out five episodes, and now they've remained the releasing five episodes they put out. Rugs, you were looking for an escape show? This is a fantastic show about a thief in Paris. It's all in French, but it's filmed in Paris, France, you intimately get to go into the cities, into the Louvre, all these fun places, and it's flashy, it's fun. This guy is like 10 steps ahead of everyone doing these heists, and he's inspired by this literary thief named Lupin. Check that out. It's a lot of fun. Great escape TV right now. Okay. Yeah. Lupin. But you got to do a little reading. That's all. Oh, there's no, there's no dubbing. There might be, but I watched it in France. In French. Okay. In France. When I was in France, I watched. I like seeing it in the original language it was intended. Yeah, it helps sometimes, but. All right, that's it for this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come by and say hello. Follow me. Follow me, you fucks. Yeah, do uh, it. Come on. Do it. What do are it. you waiting for? Fuck's sake, do man, the you're amateur. Yes, get to the job. Do it, do it. Fucking fantasy. Kill me now. <laughs> do it. Uh, stick it out. Kill me, I'm here. Do Kill it. Me, I'm here. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> who is your daddy and who does he work for? Uh, check the show notes for shit. Listener, you know what to do. Subscribe, share, get us listeners, turn a friend on to the show. We would appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And we'll peep you next time. Bye, Felicia. I fucking loved it. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo. I want your head up when I throw my fist at you. Jock and nerd. Does my asshole look big to you?